get the I'm excited from Tony. Uh, yeah. You usually get a little more cheery of a hey, hey from me, but we and are. Today I'm a little. I'm we a are lot down. Saddened. Yeah. We are down and out, but There's we're a- working it back, I guess. You know, it's. And we're going to use this podcast to, to help work us back in it. Uh, you took. You, you you take it. You take it from here. There's been a death in the family. Um, for 13 years, we had the company of our stoic, handsome, funny, wonderfully friendly, beautiful dog, Huey. He was half Great Pyrenees, 20% boxer and 20% lab, and 10% some other creature, maybe pity or something. And... Uh, he came in our time in our lives when we really needed some cheering up. Um, mm-hmm. My wife and I were separated, and we each went out and got a dog. And uh, <laughs> I got Rivalry. I got Chooch. Yeah, I got Chooch. Who? Uh, oh, I miss Chooch. Too. Yeah, who loved you not? You know, I mean, Chooch, <laughs> great thing about Chooch is Chooch bit all the right assholes. <laughs> You know, specifically one that I'm just so happy he fucking bit every time he saw him. But Michelle went and got Huey. And uh, I remember the first time she brought him over, he was this big gangly puppy with huge ears, great big paws. He was not really very well coordinated. And he had huge cookie eyes. And you just could not help but love him. Um yeah. I assume he was a rescue dog, yeah? Yeah, he was a rescue. And and him and Chooch, oddly enough, became the best of friends. You know, when when Chooch first met him, he was throwing him around like a rag doll. Well, a month later, Huey started growing into those paws and those ears, and he's throwing Chooch around like a rag doll. Yep. (laughs) And they did one thing when they came over to my apartment over in Walton. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Thank you, Air Quality. They ran back and forth. Now, my, my apartment on Walton was one of those. It was about <clears throat> 15, minutes, 15 feet wide and 90 feet deep. <laughs> Typical Chicago shotgun, yeah. right? Chicago shotgun or, or a saloon, you know. Yeah. They just ran back and forth and back and forth. I mean, for hours, they'd tear up the rugs and fuck up the furniture. And um, Chooch had this habit of chewing on the legs of the furniture. You know, I'd had some antiques. Ooh, not anymore. You know, <laughs> he just, he just chewed on them. And, um, they both get into a barking contest, you know? Um, but they became the best of friends. And I think that I really noticed Huey beginning to get old when Chooch died. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> were we doing this yet? Yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did an episode, I think, right like the day before he passed or two days before he passed, I believe. I could be wrong. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we were we were in the thick of the podcast, actually, when he passed away. The, the thing I am grateful uh, for is um, Huey transitioned at home. Um, mm-hmm. What was... That lovely person's name who came and helped us. I'm not. I'm not remembering at the moment. I'm not either. I'm not yeah. either. But um, Huey came. It was like yeah. a service. He, or somebody... well, she was a you know veterinary uh, professional. You know, mm-hmm. a doctor. You know, mm-hmm. and um, as as painless and as lovely a transition a dog could have, uh, mm-hmm. Huey had. Um, it's it's still real raw. I mean, I'm I'm just so yeah. angry about it. It's not even funny, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Huey, yeah, he came in, in into life as you say at, at a downtime. I think I think at all of our points, I me and my sister always talk about it. I dropped out of Santa Monica College or I'd left. I you know, I was planning on transferring. But through that period of time sort of January all the way to that September when I eventually went to Columbia. I was just feeling really lame. I was just yeah. feeling like a loser. And, um, you know, I wasn't in school. I didn't have a job. And we got Huey in January. And I remember Gabby and my mom went to go get Huey. 
Yeah, and they went. I remember they went, they went somewhere like Helen saying, gone from. You yeah, know. I said something like, "Please don't get a dog without me. I want to be involved in yeah, this process. Yeah. I want to pick out something." And I see them coming through the door, and I see this little creature in Gabby's arms. I'm like, "Oh shit, here we go!" And yeah. I start walking up to the back door. I go, "I told you guys not to get anything without me." <laughs> yeah, love it first sight. And I looked Absolutely, at him, and man. He was just it was that just guy. his big head sitting between those two huge paws like in his eyes and gabby was holding him but it was like he was floating through the house and uh, it was just just, very sweet he was he was kind of like what what steve earl says about bob dylan he didn't show up he just kind of you know materialized (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. exactly (laughs) but um yeah he was uh a, a balm to he was a turning point. Yeah. Uh, like a, like he came at a down point, but everything started kind of going up when he started getting the better. Yeah. There. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I eventually did go to Columbia and I had some of the best times of my life. I'm so happy he was there. Chooch was, you know, there along the way too. But it's just Oh, and through you, you know, know through you were, my heart surgery. Yeah. I mean when you and Steve Conrad smuggled the dogs into the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. know what the 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 medical professionals there bless them. They were so beautiful to me. Um they allowed it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as long as we met be- between the two doors, uh my uh rehab nurse because I had done extra good at rehab, you know, that week allowed this and um and there they were, you know, um, just, uh, uh, you know, they're not just, you know, part of a family, they're family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, um, you're part in, in a dog's terms, you're, you're part of their pack. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you, like when, when Chooch passed on, you know, Huey felt that loss as Absolutely. much as you guys Oh God, did. he oh, sure he did. did. Yeah, he yeah. did. You could tell in his He sure his did. Face. And, um, your, your yeah. wife had made a drawing of Chooch, yeah. which was just lovely. And Huey used to stare at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he would just stare at it. Oh, um, that's heavy. For hours. Yeah, we had to move it. I mean, it, it just, it. Uh, I, I, think, I think dogs are a repository of empathy. And I think they mourn. I think they feel loss. I think they, uh, when you're in pain, uh, they empathize. They feel pain with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I've had some brutal losses in the last yeah. uh, couple of years. You know, right. um, and uh, you know, when when Lynn died, when Lynn Bramer died, when Nick died, when Huey was always uh, there to lend what comfort he could. You know, he just mm-hmm. stare up at you. Yeah. Put his head against you, you know. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's a. Uh, I'm just so angry about it, you know. It's like, you know, and a couple of people earlier today um, v- via the phone kind of started getting in my way. And I said, you know, it's not a good day to get in my fucking way. Yeah. You know, I will put you through the fucking wall. Yeah. Driving. Yeah. Uh, it's hard today. Yeah. I'm in no It's hard driving mood. today. I'll say that. And also, our our last podcast, we we were fortunate enough to have part one of Joe Shanahan. Yeah, and sadly, his mom passed away um, not long after that. And uh, you know, he's he's a great friend to the podcast. He's a great friend to all of us. Um, and that's uh, an untethering that you just uh, I don't think ever really leaves you alone. You know, mm-hmm. um, right. right? Oh my God! Yeah, hug your mom, hug your dogs. You know, um, yeah. Huey loved the Bulls. He loved the beach. <laughs> he loved Denzel Washington. Well, you can Yeah, he did love Denzel. Yeah. You know, we'd watch the Equalizer, and yeah. uh, and as soon as Denzel would say, "Old man, got to be the old man. Fish got to be the fish." Yeah. You know, Huey's ears would perk up. And he began to love Jason Statham. I turned him on to the Transporter oh, yeah. movies. He liked the he liked, <laughs> he, he liked he Back to the Future up, a little bit. Know? You know that that little soundtrack when Back to the Future hits. Like, yeah, 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 he liked that. Um, I think he, I think he, yeah, he perked most, up at that. Mostly, he liked he liked being around us. Sure, yeah. you know, he was around the studio a lot. I right. mean, he was he was uh, 
just absolutely studio dog. He was yeah. he was better at it than Chooch. You know, Chooch would go out in the hall and start picking fights. Right. You well, know? Huey wasn't. Chooch was definitely. Huey dad's wasn't dog, the most social know? dog, and for a guy who wasn't the most social dog, he certainly had a lot of like friends and uh, you know what companions. He, he, he preferred the company of people. Right. You know, he, he really yeah. was. He was that guy. Yeah. You know? But he um, didn't mind. He didn't mind dogs in the beginning days. I think as he got older, he was you know. Eh. Yeah, he, 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 just like man. And I think he was just getting like used me. to all the attention after Chooch. You know, by the way, passed. he had he had a marvelous uh, dog walker named Nikki Lore, uh, who would walk him every day to the dog park in mm-hmm. in Wicker Park, and he was you know he was always in a big hurry to get there just for new smells, new stuff, and he was a stoic guy, man. He had pancreatitis. He'd been struggling with kidney failure, but with diet, we were able to control some of it. But he was tough, man. He hung yeah. in there. He hung in there like Jake LaMotta. He hung in there as long as he absolutely could. He yeah. was the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of, of doggies. Yeah. And then um, uh, Friday night, he started passing blood and uh, somewhat yeah. uncontrollably. And um, we, you know, had him see another doctor. And the, the doctor confirmed that he had a cancerous mass Huge cancerous mass on his liver. I mean, you could you could see it. Yeah, yeah. And um, and it was just getting harder and harder for him to to let him go on any longer. Would have uh, been cruel, right? And uh, we were, you know, he was with us for thirteen years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm glad you recognize that that he was at a point in his life that. You know, things were going to get better for him. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, I think, you know, keep a pet around longer than uh, is really necessary, you know. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, thousands of dollars or tons of resources. And I, I had a dog. Or surgery after surgery. Surgery and after surgery. Those are absolutely unremittingly cruel. Right. Absolutely. And it's about keeping the dog around for them. Right. I, I went through that with one of the first dogs I got as an adult was a black lab mix um, named Madison. And it was, it had been inbred. We, you know, we got it from a breeder. I was, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Of course. At the time. Yeah, <laughs> Most yeah, yeah. labs are inbred. Right. Know? And, uh, um, and it got really sick and we, we, we were spending thousands of dollars. This is 1993. Money, right. Yeah. Um, on the dog and the dog kept running away cause the dog wanted to yeah. leave the pack yeah. and die. And that's, yeah. that's what dogs do. And that's when that really, when I came to realize uh, that. So I think there's some solace in that you, you know, ended what could have been weeks, months of just, you know, hard living. For well, his, his, yeah. his back legs, he was, he could barely get up anymore, you yeah. know? And, um, you know, at first we thought walking him would, would, would strengthen them. And then the last week it became obvious that it, it was just difficult for him to navigate, yeah. you know? And, yeah. um, I'm 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 suspect of the food. We were giving him the stuff the vet told us to get him. It was a Purina mix, and I don't know, man. I think I think linked, that food actually probably did him well. How, uh, how old was Huey? Thirteen. I mean, for he was big, a big guy for a big know? dog. Thirteen yeah. years is pretty good. And there was a you yeah, know like in dog run. years, that's like you you're like you know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he had a weird point. White's age, you know. In 2020, <laughs> during the... I'm, I'm impressed you knew what 13th is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 13 times 7, yeah. He had um, a weird point during the 2020 pandemic. He was, yeah. He got sick, and it looked... It looked pretty grim for grim, a minute yeah. there, yeah. Yeah, for like a week. And then he got way better. And I feel like we put him on that food... And changed up his diet, and that's what sort of extended his life. I don't, you know, we were, I don't we know. We were giving him pumpkin for a while and boiled chicken, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I mean, if if ever I get another dog, and I don't can't think about it right now, but um, I I would be very careful about making sure the food was somewhat homemade or or the stuff you see the the commercials for. Right. Where it's not all that different from what we eat, but the best of what we eat. Right. You know? Right. 
Um, well, not filled with pesticides and exactly. chemicals and, you know, organic. Well, they, yeah. they use rice as a filler, and, mm -hmm. and very often, you know, the rice, oh, a component of it is arsenic. Right. You know, and um, I can't think that could be any good for dogs. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, he was just, uh, you know, he was our family. You know, it's uh, a huge blow. Um, the grieving is f for real. Yeah, I've lost three dogs, uh, Huey included, and I think uh, this one's easiest. Cuts the deepest. It's yeah. just something about it. I think what it is is well, he was I had with it, us the longest, you know. That and when you know, I was twenty. Or I was no, I was still eighteen when we got him. And this was post, you know, the childhood dog I'd had, Bosco. Yeah. And when you're a kid, you're kind of this. It's all first time. You're not really thinking about the ending that you've never experienced before, and. uh I don't know. I just think I didn't think I'd ever uh, hurt as bad as I did with Chooch, and this one. Every, yeah, Chooch was Chooch was horrible. Yeah. But the, the uh, well, it was it was horrible Huey because really, we had to. Yeah. He had to be put down at the the doctor's office, and I, you know, we didn't know that it was going to happen when we brought him there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I can just imagine he was scared. I mean, I, I held him and and, and mm -hmm. everything, and lent as I've, much comfort as I could. But um, I've done that before. It's oh, horrible it's awful. To watch it's just the life just go out. Of fucking home. awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A punch in the stomach. It's yeah, yeah. It's awful. Um, you know, I I know why we love dogs. They're better than we are. <laughs> you know, they're receptacles for empathy and kindness and. They're capable of love. They're... They never speak, but they understand. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Trucker, the the name of the studio we're in now, yeah. is named after the dog, the Trucker, dog, yeah. the Golden Retriever. And Jack, who owns the house and owns mm -hmm. the studio, a dear friend of mine, um, he Jack um, had like uh, uh, kidney transplant surgery. Wow. Um, oh, he had to, he, you know, he lost them both and got a, a new one. Found a donor. Yeah. And um, um, had to be completely isolated from everyone and everything during the like Dude, three yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you get, you take one out and they put in the new yeah. one and then they keep the old one in there to make sure the new one's working. They're it, it, definitely afraid of the uh, post operative infection. Absolutely. Particularly with kidney surgery. Yeah. yeah. So he did three years by himself and then COVID hit. So Jack Jeez. had five years isolated in this house, and his best friend is Trucker. Yeah. That dog yeah. got him through those five years. Like, he Jeez. cares more about that dog. Yeah. Okay, hey, maybe, I'll put Angie's him, girlfriend maybe just okay. <laughs> an yeah. inch above. She's, but, in, she's, yeah. <laughs> she's in the running. She's in the running. <laughs> but, um, but, hey, you know what? Bless Jack, man, and bless Trucker. I mean, I... I I certainly understand it. I, yeah, uh, I'm how, very how grateful. Pets can really be and yeah. part of the family unit and yeah, you know. I have. I've cats. been sober for almost a year. Congratulations! Eleven by the months way. and eleven months. Is it been eleven yeah, months already? Yeah, and what I did every night instead of you know sitting up and drinking red wine, yeah, is set up with Huey, you know, and mm -hmm. watch shoot 'em ups and. Uh, you know, when you first get sober, it plays hell with your sleep rhythm. I'm sure. Because you're used to, you know, you know, three or four pops and then boom, you, you know, nice, yeah. fall asleep. Yeah. Um, it's more difficult this time. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's I mean, way more difficult this yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things alcohol's great for. <laughs> Yeah, when you, yeah you want to put your lights up, but, I, yeah. but yeah, but it's Just so have it's a couple so, of pops and you're up. You it's know? so momentary, though. I mean, I, right, right. I, I yeah. think it's I think the worst part about drinking when you're down about, especially when somebody has been lost. You know, yeah, that night's gonna be so great, laughing and you know remembering. But then that next morning. It hits you like a ton of bricks. But oh, no, no, no. You wake up, you wake no, up at 3.30 or 4 in the morning. Here's the worst part. When you go out sending your night, friends memes and, and shit. if you come back home and it's like you come back home and you're alone and it's dark and it's just it's, yeah. it's yeah. sad. It's yeah. funny that you, you, put, you associate 
drinking with you know like remembrances and having a good time when i would think about it as like doling the pain like trying to make myself forget yeah i've never been a big drinker but you know i i have used alcohol when my heart was broken to try to yeah right get me through that i I know i know how that goes you know i mean i think the really destructive uptick in my drinking was when nick died you know, I I think that's when it uh, that's when it uh, like in Star Wars went into hyperspace. You know, but um, yeah, uh, grief. I mean, there's no wrong way to grieve. Um, no, I I think yeah, I think I think people who some, micromanage teaches- people's grief or or try to get people to do other things is is really annoying. Yeah. Nobody teaches us how to grieve, and, and nor do I think they can. Yeah. Um, uh, I I just know that um, I know the, the times I've grieved the hardest uh, when my mother passed. That was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I tried to cull something beautiful from it, and which I got. You know the the show that I had at the museum. Um, uh, when you have these losses, you, I I try to make something resonant and beautiful and memorable. And uh, well, and that's the best. That's part. my way to grieve. Yeah, that, yeah. being yeah. an artist. Yeah, <clears throat> is you have an outlet for that. You know, whether it's writing poetry, can be acting, your art, of yeah. course. Um, you know, I, yeah. I mean, I, we did we did Cinderella Blackbird for in memory of Lynn. It's going to be a book. It should be out about the time it's a year anniversary uh, from Lynn's passing. Um, me and John Langford are going to do it. Uh, but um, I'm excited to see that. I'm yeah. I just think instead of uh, you know kind of wallowing in my uh, in pain. Uh, if you take on a task and add something or, or make something, uh, create something beautiful. I, mean, I know I'm all over the place today. I just, I'm not all the God, way here. Tony, you're so unprofessional. Yeah, let me take over. <laughs> just kidding. How but, uh, dare you bear uh, your soul? Yeah. yeah. No, this, is, this was really, really hard. I, I'm... I'm not going to be over it anytime soon. I don't think yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm meant to get over it. You know, I mean, he was uh, he was special. You know, and he, he remains special. Very unique looking dog. Very yeah, he different was, attitude. He had, this happened yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but isn't anger like the first phase of grief? Right of the like seven. Yeah, phases I'm, of grief? I'm angry about it. Yeah, because yeah, it's fresh. Yeah, this yeah. is an open wound. You know, I'd give every single thing I have if that dog could get. Another year, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, and then I think of all the assholes who still get to walk around, like <laughs> Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy. Oh, great! We were oh, we were so fucking close. <laughs> the shitheads on the Supreme so Court. So close. Which, oh God. Yeah. Super- all right, we got we we might have hit a record though of how long we didn't talk about them, but yeah, we oh, we were so close, so close. <laughs> Well, you know, Fuck. I mean, politics are always going to come up at some point or another. And it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and, they sh- and they should, because yeah. believe me, we don't have the luxury of not having them. I mean, we just had the one-year anniversary year, folks. of the, you know, reversal Roe of Roe v. Wade. Wade. And, yeah. and, and today, affirmative action yeah. goes. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you, th- when you think of the damage that that fucking shit stain did to this country. Yeah. You know, and the Supreme Court. Well, but it's court, not I mean, just him. Like yeah. all those Republican assholes stacked that court for years. That mm-hmm. you know, Obama could have, uh, you know, selected a, a a a judge, and he played it classy. And the GOP fucked him. Yeah, and well, you know, another thing is Obama should have maybe gotten into the mud and the blood and the beard. Agreed. This was Agreed. a while ago, you know, but who was the Democrat? Just a little too goddamn timid. Who yeah. was the Democrat who you voted? Know. Especially when they had two years when they, you know, the, the Democrats still controlled Congress. Yeah, you know, I mean, I voted for Obama. I'm glad that I did. But, who was uh, the Democrat who voted, like, to flip Roe 
versus Wade. It was like Mancini or whatever. Mancini Manchin, or whatever. Joe Manchin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this piece of shit from so uh, Pennsylvania. He pretends to be a Democrat. Democrats to blame because he is one. I, oh, I know, absolutely. I understand he's not, he's the not only a real one, one yeah. as, as we can see. But I mean, it's, I'm pissed at the state of Colorado know. sending Bobart to the freaking Congress, yeah. you know? And I don't, wherever MTG comes from, like, fuck those people too. Yeah. You know? Oh, she's she's Georgia. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not a Liz Cheney why did, fan. Why is that? Georgia, you know right. what? I'm a Liz Cheney fan because she stood on principle. She did, and what she said, like just the other day, was yeah, we got to stop electing idiots. <laughs> and and I mean, there's so Desantis and yep. Marjorie that Taylor other freak from Florida. Marjorie Taylor Green is when what happens when you accept campaign tra- contributions from fucking trailer parks. Yeah. When you drag $100 bills through the trailer park, that's what you get. Or you suppress voters, you know? I mean, Yeah, like, that's all they did. Yeah, yeah. She's hot. Just kidding, so. <laughs> every time I see her, I think, every time I see a picture of her, I think, wow, dog the bounty hunter's looking better. <laughs> I mean, much like uh, the orange turd, she has a very punchable face. Absolutely. Uh, or, or Kevin McCarthy or uh, Jim Jordan or any any number of these people. What do you, what do you think McConnell. of – We were talking about Tucker Carlson. You're the turtle. I think on episode 99 or something. I think I'd like to fight him. I think I'd like to have a fist fight <laughs> That's with him. That's funny. Tucker Carlson. Well, uh, what do you make of what's going on now? I mean, he's, he's on Twitter doing his own show. I think he's getting a lot of views uh, – Via Twitter, and well, it's sort of ever since Elon Musk bought it, it's a shit house wall of the internet. Good luck to well, it's been, it. it's been a shit house wall of the internet, but now it kind of leans more toward uh, the right. Of course, when it I will before Elon took it, I don't know. It kind of it kind of leaned more toward the left, and it's just like not really. I ever think since Trumpface got elected, uh, I, it's it's skewed right. You know, I think Trump. I think ever since he got Dude, elected. Dude, when Trump got elected, Twitter went crazy anti-Trump. They kicked Trump off the platform. What are you talking about? Yeah, but I think his people laid in wait. You know, yeah. I think well, they, they took, I think they they took over. Twitter, they took know? over when Elon bought it. But I don't know, dude. I thought... I don't mean to be like... Because like, I, I do... You know, I do... I do recognize myself as like a Democrat. But at the same time, like when... And I don't think Twitter is for the better with Elon buying it. So I'll preface it with all this. But before he bought it, there was a point where I'm going through my timeline. I'm like, is this all set up just for my bias? Like, is this all just what I want to hear? And it yeah, well, kind of I mean, felt like Well, that's that. what you see on social media. They right. play to your biases. Yeah. They play but to what now you I, like. Now it, it on Twitter, I see a bunch of right-wing things that I don't really agree with, but they're there. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, you know, um, a lot of just, you know, false narratives, you know, fake news, all that kind of bullshit got suppressed, you right. know, when Jack, was it Jack Dorsey, another guy that's yeah. on Twitter, yeah. Yeah. when he was still running it. And, um, and then, you know, I'm a big proponent of free speech, you know, Likewise. But, but there's this, um, you know, uh, I, I look on Facebook and it's filled with all this lefty stuff because that's all my friends right, are and yeah. most of my family and yeah you know and and it just kind of feeds into that like it's lots an echo of, chamber right right absolutely uh, right. i will say i will say this for social media we lost our dog yesterday and it was a huge blow to our family and you know what 800 people sent condolences and kindnesses and it's yeah. like yeah you know every time you think social media is just you, you know the bilge right this incredible instincts to be kind yeah, surfaces. It, it, it's just unfortunately the percentage of that versus the percentage of all the shit you have to yeah. swim I'm, through. Is, I'm one I of think, the bigger shit talkers on Facebook. I think you brought reality into social media, though, with that post. And I think people like reality a lot more than they actually like, than they think they like social media. I mean, I how many times do you get I think people across every political stripe have lost a dog. I think, I think. Oh, it's yeah, somewhat dude, universal. It's not. It's not. It's not political. It's. 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 It's life. No, but some of the people I argue about politics with were really kind. Of course, we're, we're really. Of, 
yes. genuinely yeah. decent. You know, it's not because in the end, it's it's bigger than that. It, there's a moment that we can all recognize there. You know, yeah. especially if you've had a pet. And 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 it also speaks to the idea that we we keep fighting with each other, you know, and going over things that are important. Nowhere. But we are going a lot nowhere. We're not we're not sitting and talking. And at the same time, the politicians and the one percent are picking our pockets yep. while we're yelling at each other about yep. you know whether it's abortion yeah, or trans rights. You Zuckerberg. Well said, Chris. You know, yeah, Bezos, I completely you, agree. You know, I feel like like that line in the end of Blue Collar where it's just like they, you know, it's like they separate you because they're getting money off of that in a yeah. sense. And oh, it's yeah. like clicks. Oh, there's money. Many, in, there's money in bigotry, believe me. Yeah. I mean, and it, how many times do we have to like the money. turn on the NBA, for example, where it's like it, it, the oldest times has been like, oh, Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson. And, uh, you know, and then now we have Nikola Jokic versus Joel Embiid. And there became a big racial discussion about oh who's going to get the mvp and this ignorant guy kendrick perkins who is not particularly a great player starts going on this rant like well we all know that 80 percent of the nba uh award voters are white and that's not true and they later had to like fact check that? that and back that up yeah and it's just i, I would think that that's not true at all but I, mean, that, I, don't, I don't but really know here's the thing but isn't it writers that vote on that or is it the fans it's writers it's writers bloggers it's writers. fans you know was it baseball that they started letting the fans weigh in at some point oh god I, if they did uh, i wasn't bad. paying attention right, you know? right. you're gonna get some babe ruth votes <laughs> Well, he, no, seriously, he, he already got the all star <laughs> games were terrible. Allen Iverson kept getting in those top, you know, things. Can we talk about the Bulls for a second? Sure. Okay. Let's talk Bulls. They did nothing at the draft. They're making no moves. They extended Vucevic for 60 million, where a bunch of these experts are saying, oh, that's a steal. That's a great deal. That's that. And I uh, still going to suck next year, too. Yeah, I disagree. We're just setting ourselves up for more mediocrity. We could have made moves to trade these pieces for younger, younger guys, younger draft assets. I knew we would come back to the Bulls. Quickly. Yeah, well, no, I mean, we were talking about basketball for sure, a little bit. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I just—that's it, Bulls. You're you really you're disappointing me, Arturis Kernerovis, whatever your last name is. You're a fraud. That's all I got to say. <laughs> okay. Well, wait. While we're on the topic of sports. NASCAR comes to town this oh, weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of crazy. That's just what we need yeah. air wise. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you know what? I was yeah. listening to NPR the other day and they were doing like. Of course you were. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm a lefty fucking Tommy <laughs> bastard. But, um, and they were they were uh, doing a call in show about somebody like people that were like experts of NASCAR and like a couple of Chicagoans, yeah. actual NASCAR fans, and trying to explain that to a mostly NPR non sports non NASCAR. I, I kind of don't. I kind of don't mind NASCAR. I mean, you know. Well, a woman got on the phone and was like, "Yeah, I'm 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 angry about all the 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 pollution." I'm like. You know, there are literally hundreds of thousands of cars on the Kennedy yeah, Expressway exactly. every, every fucking, fucking day. day. I mean, like, look, yeah, I, I, I mean, yes, she has. One. I, I, yeah, I, when you think about point, when you think about all the chemicals on the south side of the city, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean, in Deering and in, you know, and and Pullman, and yeah. where we, you know, I mean. Believe me, NASCAR, that, that's a popcorn fart. Right. I mean, uh, it's... I, I, what I'm upset about, the only thing that really bothers me is how expensive it is. Like, yeah. Like, the cheapest ticket is like 200 and something, like just under $300 to get in there. I oh, agree, I thought but it was more than that. Look, look how much money is going to come I thought it was way more. Sure. But I mean, that's the cheapest seats. So right. You can pay thousands of dollars. But like two sixty nine for a, like, for a day pass. If you got a kid or two and you want to, you wanted to take them to Na finally NASCAR's back in the Chicago land area. Watch it on TV yeah. at a bar. True. Well, not your kid, but <laughs> but you know, if you're taking your girlfriend, your wife, or you know, a child, or like yeah. your God forbid, your family, that's twelve hundred dollars just to yeah. walk in the door. What do you think it is yeah. to go to a Cubs game? I have no idea. Well, less than NASCAR, but I, I'm a little torn. Not that much. I'm a little, I, you know? I can get behind what you said about the, the money and just paying for all of it and then the prices itself. Um, 
kind of keeping people from the city out of the event, but or out of the park is, for yeah. a long time. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. Like They're I'm willing in, to put up with all the traffic the, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, but but they shut down a whole yeah. shitload of. But there's there's something kind of the cool and memorable. I mean, as a guy who kind of I kind of like cars, man. I kind of I kinda, the idea of getting to I made a drive bunch of as fast cars. as I can I made in a Chicago is like them. a fantasy. It's I think yeah. I think it's kind of cool. I'll, I'll give NASCAR this. This will be the first and probably one of the only times I actually watch any NASCAR. On right. Because I'm curious what the city I've looks never like. seen anything. I am too. But you know what? You, you think NASCAR, you always think, well, it's, you know, uh, stars and bars, flags. It's not. Richard Petty made them outlaw that. Yeah. For every NASCAR venue. Yeah. and. It's got the most working class roots of any sport in America. Well, I mean, they're these all, are the guys. They were bootleggers. They were bootleggers. <laughs> they were black. Yeah. They were white. They yeah. were, you know, this is a sport that was the the very crucible of it was determined by class. Yeah, no, this for was sure. Poor people from dirt the tracks, right? Exactly. Tennessee, Kentucky, all Georgia, of the south, right, um, right, right. North Carolina, South Carolina, and Jeff Gordon. Honestly, he was a cool guy, actually. Um, Do you remember when he played poker with Penn on that celebrity poker show on, like, Bravo? Yeah. And every 30 seconds, Penn's silent, and then he just bursts out, and Jeff Gordon goes all in. He goes all in. Yeah. <laughs> and, to, and, to, and to Jeff yeah, Gordon's Penn's not credit, known for needling was, anybody that he uh, is. Right. But uh, he was, he was wait, laughing about it. Who the fuck was it, playing so. poker with Penn? They, I mean, if, oh, he, he was if one he's of the, not allowed exactly. to touch the cards, maybe... <laughs> Yeah, he was one of the first. No, no, guys that's out. when you, that's when you got to worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. when he's not touching the card, <laughs> right. you got to wonder where his hands are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, oh, that's speaking funny. of which, Penn uh, invested in a friend of ours gelato shop way up on Western Avenue. There. Oh, that's right. Um, oh, that's cool. Sideshow gelato. gelato. Oh man, you'll love this. Uh, the guy's name is Jay Bliznick. I'm and not doing you know much what? ice cream these days. <laughs> Well, I am. Okay. I don't drink <laughs> hey, anymore. Le- exactly. 11, 11 months sober. That's perfect. I'm, exactly. I'm trying to drop some LBs. But you actually you and I you both. look good, dude. Yeah, you look like you've dropped a little bit of weight since the last time I saw you. A little, a little, I mean, a very little. Maybe you, a couple you look of slimmer pounds. and tanner. I am tanner because I'm yeah, delivering what, stuff. But I, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm 20 pounds down right now. That's so, good, dude. Yeah, that's you awesome. look good, man. Thank you, you look I good. I appreciate Nobody's it. talked about my muscles. It's okay. Actually, no, I was, it's okay. Max, you're always in great shape. Yeah, you know? I was actually just a. I was like, I'm so jealous of his thin. I was never as thin as you are. No, as me neither. But I'm I'll more jealous though, of your new order T-shirt. Uh, That's a great yeah. one. Saint like, Al- Saint Alfred's was selling this. They have a new location. Yeah, and right? a certain there's a certain weight you cannot wear white. Yeah, I know. know. I, I mean, white. I mean, yeah. I've got some beautiful white long sleeve T-shirts. I pulled another T-shirt over them. Yeah. Hmm. I do that Steve Bannon fat guy thing of yeah this is this is a fucking choice right, right? you know <laughs> layered I'm dressing in yeah. layers in case I get hot. Uh, um, speaking of choices, people chose to go in a <clears throat> a, 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 a tin can and uh, go explore the Titanic. Yeah. And, uh, oh my God. You I know think what though is pretty I, I sad. Feel, I do too. Yeah. I feel you know. I you posted something on Facebook, man, and. You know, oh, and I got my ass climbed for well, it. Well, I thought I that was... Us, I just said it's undeniably sad, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I also felt every bit, if not more, sad about the the boat full of 700 migrants sure. that went down yeah. in the Mediterranean. Right. I mean, if we're going to look for proportions in grief... I'm sorry, I don't really know how to measure. All I know is that some father and some son watched each other die. You know, Man. Did, well, did they did they watch or was it instantaneous? It's probably I don't instantaneous. Know. I hope it was. It was. Probably I hope they it probably was instantaneous. Had no yeah. I really they probably had no clue. That. I mean, probably. Yeah. But yeah, was the guy, was the guy stupid for well, not not vetting the 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 oh, vehicle there's, uh, there's, scientifically? There's, yeah, and and making you know snot ass remarks about. Well, the safety thing is just—it's just going to slow us up. And okay. say, yeah, I'm going to lean into NPR again. But they interviewed the the wife of the guy and the son that passed away. Yeah, and the wife was supposed to go, and she gave up her seat for her son. Oh man! Oh, oh man! That's heavy. Yeah. 
Hassan, I felt bad about because he felt pressured to go, and there's this like and really didn't want to. From there's what this I text where he said like he put the pressure on me. I guess that's how he, you know, he does it in the um, in business world. In the business world, right. so, yeah. So I'm butchering Probably what he part did. of their family this dynamic. Thing of, but, this yeah. thing of letting I, these guys have rocket ships and submarines and rockets stuff, to nowhere. It's like <laughs> you should you should make sure that they hire a professional right. yeah, and use I, an actual. Well, yeah. I mean, I you know, Blue Origin and uh, Virgin Orbit or whatever they're called. I mean, I I, I think those are legitimate companies. I, I I did hear some horrible things about the R and D behind this device, and that it yeah. wasn't really tested mm-hmm. or proven for those deep dives. And yeah, like, why I, does anybody want to go see the Titanic? I you saw James Cameron talking it, about it, right? right? It like that's where it kind of gets to the part where you you feel sort of like. Well, this was just stupid, and it's yeah. it's it's sad. But it, when you kind of break it down, it it is. Well, one of the I'm guys, a rich guy. Nobody can tell me what to do. Well, you know? obviously, the pilot was. I'm going to take owner, my ball and go home. But the fourth guy was a Titanic expert. So for oh, him, God. it was yeah. probably a lifelong, career long dream. Do you remember when they caught the alligator in hum- Humboldt Park? Yeah. Right, chance the there snapper. Was, yeah, and there was a alligator expert from Bridgeport. Oh, yeah, he was an idiot. Yeah, and he was on the news yeah. every night in his fucking canoe in his pith helmet, and, you know, he was... <laughs> he was like, a bumpkin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah, um, alligator Bob or some fucking thing. Yeah. Right, and then finally, like a week, ten days in, they're like, Hey, fuck this guy. This let's let's, call, let's call somebody from Florida. <laughs> yeah. They call a guy from Florida. They they drive him from O'Hare. An hour and a half later, he's got the fucking alligator in the back. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> an alligator Bob is waxing poetic about alligators and uh, the, what could be dangerous. Hey, fuck you. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. So an funny. expert, a Titanic expert. Yeah. yeah. That was wow. that was great. Oh my well, god. Well, the. Uh, um, <clears throat> And Chance, I believe, went to a sanctuary. In yeah, Florida, too. that's where all that guy he does from. is eat, sleep, and yeah. fuck other good alligators. You good, know, good for Chance. Make baby alligators, and the guy fell in love with Chicago. He fell in love with some woman he met here. Oh, good for him. When he's not catching alligators, he's out, you know, cruising chicks. <laughs> well, he's yep. like, uh, you know, Crocodile Dundee kind of action, right? Um, that's cool. He looked like a roadie for ZZ Top. He's yeah, one of those guys a really there should be a movie yeah. about this. Like the, it, it starts kind of like Jaws. Like somebody sees the alligator and they're like, "Oh my god!" And then it's like the you alligator know, was like that the second long, the second know? act is like alligator I mean, Bob in the mix. The lagoon, he's trying to, but he's not going to hurt you. I'm you know? pretty sure Jaws was the first time I saw a woman naked in the movie. Is oh, that the one who was swimming the in the beginning? Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, real? Yeah, but you didn't get any really clear yeah, shots. Is that real matter? Me? Yeah. yeah. But it's also your you imagination. See. That's true. Exactly. Just That's like true. Alien, where you only there was like I, three I do remember of being pissed at the shark for eating her. And it's like, <laughs> come on, you know? <laughs> Leggy blondes, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Jaws is amazing. What What's your favorite 70s movie you've been seeing lately? My favorite? You, I've seen a bunch of them lately. Yeah. Um, what are you watching? Friends of Eddie Quayle. I saw that recently oh. too. Yeah, Mitchum's you know I've pretty never good. Seen that movie. Oh man, it's Mi- it. it's Mitchum, Robert, Robert Mitchum, Mitchum. Robert Mitchum. Best, best work. And you know, I just saw you guys yes. seen Scarecrow um, with Gene Hackman and Al Pacino. It's a great film. That it's was a, a really film. good movie. Oh my god, um, I thought that was one of the better American movies. Well, the seventies is like a goldmine for great film. Yeah, you know? I mean, um, yeah. Chinatown. What did we watch the other night? Johnny, Johnny Handsome. Handsome. That was from the late eighties. Yeah, yeah, Walter Hill film. That was that was an eighties movie. Yeah, that was that was like eighty nine. That think. was Vicky Rourke when he was really on his game. He was really great. And Scott Wilson, the great Scott Wilson, who was in in Cold Blood. He, yeah, people who watch uh, The Walking Dead will recognize that name. He, I watched he played a lot when of, I was older. I watched a lot of Mickey Rourke lately. Yeah, Rumblefish. You guys seen Rumblefish? Oh, of course. Isn't that? Hey, you know what? I mean, movie. hey, when Mickey's on his game, he's a fine fucking actor, man. Yes. I mean, is he ever? Was he? I ever, loved him in the wrestler. Was he ever bad I mean, in it? Was he ever terrible in anything? Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry. I, Marlboro Man and Harley Davidson. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, he's really good in this movie. There's some questionable. He's really good in this choices. movie called Spun. And he's this meth Never cooker, and he's in this motel cooking meth, and something he puts a little too much something in in the. 
test tube and then starts to fizzle. He's like, oh, shit. The yeah. next shot is him is just running, running out of the hotel, blowing up. Yeah. You know, you know what his Road Back movie was kind of? Where, where he went a little nuts there for a while. Uh, but he was he had a, a smaller part in um, the Coppola movie, uh, The Rainmaker. Oh, with Matt, yeah. With Matt Damon. He played kind of a corrupt fixer lawyer. I thought, named Boozer, and he he okay. was marvelous. Yeah, He's fucking right. marvelous in it. You know? I, I think the wrestler was his big comeback. Really. But I thought the movie this, that this was the part that got him the wrestler. Okay. No, no, yeah. I think I think the movie that got him to the wrestler was Sin City. Is Marv? Yeah, he yeah. Was good I feel that. like uh, that yeah, kind of turned I agree things with around that. for I him. I agree with that. But I mean, the the deal with Mickey Rourke has never been a question of his skills. He's a fine actor. He was just He's in his own head. It, it seemed he. You know, I mean, it, that happened to a lot of those guys in the early 80s. I mean, Eric Roberts the same way. I mean, they kind oh, of yeah, he's awesome. spun out into some weird directions, and um, and they found their way back. I mean, yeah. Eric Roberts is, again, another marvelous actor. I mean, he's I've an seen awesome him, actor. I've heard I've seen him be great weird things. things. But, I, you know, and that's funny. I just... I was I was in Los Angeles recently, and I was staying in an Airbnb, and the guy who produced a movie with him called best of the best it's this kickboxing movie and they made a sequel i think they was made Mickey two Rourke other movies no just eric roberts chris penn's in it he's in the first one i think he's yeah. in the second one too his name the producer's name is marlon staggs he talked yeah. about he was such a nice guy and he talked about how chris penn was such a lovely guy to he was him. a really nice just, man he, I knew, he was getting I knew emotional chris a talking bit. about him yeah all I hear was like great things about just him. Just the sweetest guy you ever met. And you know, Chris um, Penn. Yeah. yeah. And he, you know, he's like, I was like, what was it like with Eric Roberts? Because I hear some. You things. know, Michael Penn's a sweet guy too, the songwriter. Yeah. His other brother, you know. He goes, you know, Eric was, you know, he was Eric. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, okay, we'll keep it at that. We'll keep it at that. Um, Jonathan Demme orig- originally read him. For the part that Ray Liotta wound up with in Something Wild. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, you know, I mean, one of the great things is I, I love imitating Eric Roberts from the Pope of Greenwich Village, you know? Yeah, I, I gave Marlon a, my thumb. Dad, yeah. He took my fucking thumb. It was not as good as that, though. <laughs> <laughs> but so this. I took my fucking thumb. So off. He, Marlon produced one more movie. So this is the one that I'm really proud of. It's called By the Sword. It's a fencing movie with Eric Roberts and F. Murray Abraham. And he was like, these guys hated each other. And the whole time they had I can imagine fencing that. swords they're, they're, I think inches away very, from each other's faces. I think they're very different guys, you know? Um, oh, yeah. Did you watch White Lotus? Oh, yeah. He was great oh, yeah. in that. <clears throat> he was Murray great in that, Abraham, but I that hated is... every fucking person in that show. Well, I but that's kind of, but that's you could the say point. the same thing about Succession. Every character is horrible. Oh, don't mention hate Succession. Them all. I, yeah, I, haven't, I all. haven't seen it yet, though. I, I want to. I've seen the first episode. I liked it. I do admire the craft of the Culkin kid and Jeremy Brian Strong Cox. and Brian Cox. You know, I they're mean, all they're all good. In yeah, it. there was a lot of really good acting in HBO. Yeah. Doesn't really. I, I it got miss. a little repetitive of the okay, let's go in there and fuck the deal. You're gonna yeah. fuck the deal. Oh, I'm okay. gonna fuck the deal. I'm gonna fuck you. You're gonna fuck. You know, weird right. alpha. And that was getting. And I'm glad they ended it when they did because I was I was about ready to start turning it off. So right. it's safe to say Logan Roy died. <laughs> yeah. <Did> you, spoiler <laughs> alert. Did you hear too weird soon stories of Jeremy Strong's method acting being annoying? I've, other I've heard people. that. I, I kind of know that. that from Brian Cox. You know, oh, who's like yeah. a classic. Wow. Is Brian, Cox, Brian Cox is Welsh? he's Irish. Irish. He's, sorry, sorry. He's from the gate. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, you know, all, I knew I knew he was great. Everybody who is in Game of Thrones is probably from the gate. Right, right. You know, Kiernan Hines, um, you know, the all Sean Bean, all the yeah. Starks. I mean, that that's the company. Yeah. Um, but like all all of these classically trained British and Irish and you know mostly all, Irish. Our actors are always they look at the Americans who the the whole me, uh, method acting is more of an American yeah. thing. Yeah, they kind of like. Have you ever tried acting? <laughs> yeah, I mean, then, well, Lawrence then, Olivier. He right. said to Dustin Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman goes, why, don't, "Why don't you try acting? It's yeah. so much easier." There's that you know? great because he stayed up all night for the what was that? Yeah, running marathon, marathon man. Marathon man. There's right. there's this great is scene in that show extras uh, with. The, 
the Ricky Gervais show and Ian um, McKellen, McKellen mm-hmm. is going, well, you see how I prepared for <laughs> Gandalf. I simply pretended I was a wizard. <laughs> Just like, yeah, dude, that's it. Um, I don't know. I've been a do you cute- guys, How do you guys feel about Ricky Gervais? Because I have about a thimble full of... Uh, you know, I, I don't like him. I think he's a comedian, and he rides and dies with his comedy, and you got to respect that. Um, I've I've really enjoyed some of the things he's done. Yeah. Um, and I think he's brutally honest. Like, like if, if I I I I would never I I don't watch award shows, but I watch the like hyper clips of him making boy, fun of Hollywood. Boy, I so didn't like that. You know, I like see, it. I loved it. Yeah. I like it. I loved it because he pointed out he the punches down. He punches fucking uh, down. Uh, I, down I disagree who? with Tom that. Hanks. Yeah, I disagree with that. Mel Gibson, Robert Downey. Punching uh, down those guys are Mel all Gibson? bigger, more famous, more no. wealthy, more power in Hollywood than him. Just easy meat, low hanging fruit. Meat. You know. I think. Okay, I think he's a comedian, and I'm just I'm just not here to tell what comedians should say or. I not despise say. him. I think I've, they, I've I think been they walk friendships a over that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Well, it's just you know he just he just gets up and just shits all over everybody. Yeah. Okay, they're in an award show, all right? They're privileged, la, la, la. And then, you know, he just, uh, it's just, it's like whack-a-mole with this guy, you know? Um, It's smug. It's condescending. Mm -hmm. And it's way fucking British. It is very British. I like the British part, actually. Uh, I, I, I disagree. I don't think he punches down. I think he's punching mostly at people who have way more power and money and fame than yeah. he does in Hollywood. But um, uh, his character, the, the office that he you know co-created that was only like two or three seasons long and right. a quote-unquote Christmas special that had nothing to do with Christmas, um, <laughs> I, was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. I'd never really... Yeah, I'd seen mockumentary stuff before, yeah, obviously, yeah. but um, the office they had a Christmas special. The original, yeah, the original Br- British. No, office. I've never watched it. Can't yeah. watch him. Yeah, you know. Well, you don't like Ricky Gervais, so of course. But the thing is, is like you're supposed to hate his character. Like it, yeah. it, it is the cringe-inducing ability is almost like a superpower right. that, is, that he possessed in that TV show. Yeah, Steve. I kind of liked him in extras. Extras was a good yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, that part Actually, that, was, that was one with Bowie. Yeah, like after he gets famous and he's Bowie's like making up that song of him in the oh club. You know, a sad little bad. <laughs> oh my god, classic, uh, classic. No, stuff. I I liked. Uh, I saw some British Office, but the you know it's funny you mentioned that. I'm I'm rewatching the American version, and. God, it's funny. I really forgot how funny it actually was. I think I'm entering, I'm about to enter the part where I stopped watching and it didn't seem as funny. So I, I'm I fearing reckon, that. But there's there's not that many episodes of the British version. It's I want to take a look at it. It's less than 20 episodes for okay. the entire thing. It's only two or three years. Yeah. Each season is only like six episodes or something. Yeah. And I, I'll I'm tell you. I'm talking more about his, his stand-up special sure. too, where he... Makes fun of overweight people, oh, yeah. trans people. It's like I never. Wa- I don't think I've ever yeah. seen a stand up outside of. If the, you you want to continue to like him, don't watch his stand up okay. specials. You know. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I would when you're done with the American version of The Office, I yeah. would recommend go 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 watch the British version. I'm going to you know check what? it out. I've never watched either one of them. Yeah, you did. You watched the American one. No, you weren't like an avid watcher, but you would watch it. I've seen it maybe two or three times. I'm not kidding. I didn't watch and it, and only be, only because you know Rain we were watching was it. one of my collectors, right? You yeah. know? Right, right. And I it, like him. You like know? Rain is probably <clears throat> is far and away the best part of the American version. Yeah, the British version, the same you know similar character was absolutely hilarious too. Yeah, but he brought in a just he he took this great idea and just ran with it. Yeah, I, he's. I I was always really impressed with Rain, and then meeting him and having him oh, on the podcast. I yeah. mean, that was like, a wow, great, just a nice, yeah, like, exactly. That was just a, a good time. Dude. Yeah, Seeing I the like play. Steve Carell too. I trader. mean, I like him. Yeah. Was it Trader? No, no, it wasn't called tra- Doppelganger. 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 Yeah, sorry, Trader was a different play. Um, I I like Steve Carell as an actor. You yeah. know, I'm I've seen him in a lot of things where he was excellent. You yeah. know? 
Yeah. Oh, he's a great act. I mean, he's. I think he's probably one of the best improv guys. He's kind of on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I. I you could tell a lot of those scenes sometimes. He's, he's another guy who came own. out of the Daily Show, right? Yeah. Wasn't wasn't he, he one came of those? Out of that. Yeah. Yeah. He came out of Second City. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He's marvelous. Yeah. It, Anchorman was like the movie that kind of put him that, on the map. That, is that, that the forty-year-old virgin? Oh thing. yeah. Oh then. Oh, yeah, I love that. that. Yeah. That was funny as hell. <laughs> He's getting the the hair removed. That was real. <laughs> I know. I that's... mean, yeah, everybody knows, yeah. but it's just, yeah. yeah, that's insane. Man. Yeah, it's crazy. I just, uh, Yuli is doing tattoos now. I think she's gonna. Oh wow! Transition into. I mean, I think she's still going to paint, but I think she's, she's doing tattoos now. She just did one on me, and we had to shave part of my chest. <laughs> really? Oh, God. Kelly it's not Clarkson. the shaving. It's the growing back. I'm a hairy motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. sure. And yeah. <laughs> God, the growing back sucks. Oh. How's so it weird. tattoo? It's good. It's good. Well, let's see it. Whoa. Oh, it's, fuck. That's it's a beautiful. penis. It's just the line. Oh, my God. It's huge, dude. <laughs> Oh, I got a penis on my penis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, two big hairy balls too. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. a gorgeous drawing. It's a gorgeous I mean, wolf. You know, She's covering of course herself. it is. Of course, of yeah. Course. Um, but uh, yeah, that shaving thing, uh, the hair growing back on your chest is no fun. Yeah, no fun at all. Yeah. Well, luckily, you know, I won't have to. I won't have to worry about that. No hair on your chest. I I have like. Five hairs on my chest, and it makes a diamond. So I don't want to <laughs> want to keep that diamond shape. <laughs> want to keep it? Hey, laugh all you want. It's a great diamond. It's a great, diamond. great goddamn diamond. So uh, if I can commiserate about my White Sox, it's not our year. No. Oh, you get you get your riff about the Sox. Yeah. Are you? Uh, have you been getting down to any games? I haven't gotten down to one yet, man. Why don't we ever talk there's about? There's been so much going on. Uh, you know, we uh, bop opens uh, a week no, we from Friday. About that at all? No, we're gonna we're gonna talk. Uh, bop is a survey of collage, contemporary collage. Um, the everybody in it is alive, uh, with the exception of our dear departed, uh, much missed brother uh, Nick Bubash, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, it opens a week from uh, tomorrow, the seventh at uh, at the Diamond TF, and it's thirty different collages. And man, I'm really proud of it. It's a great show. I it's will a come really see it. Great show, yeah. Please do, man. So it's the Dime and TF. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's thirty artists. Um, an astonishing group: uh, Paloma Treka, JJ Cromer. David Yoas, uh, Lou Beach, uh, Nick Bubesh. I like um, Lou. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> he's the best. I, we, he's a troublemaker. Well, you we, know? S- we spent a little bit of an afternoon together when I was like filming you. I tried to do these yeah. artist shorts that never materialized. And uh, uh, I'm just not interesting. No, that <laughs> I think that it. no, I think yeah. I think sometimes you shoot. I was just at a film seminar and someone was talking about documentaries and sometimes you know that footage is a longer game than than it is man i i wouldn't I say had somebody come at me for it just didn't materialize documentary. right um i had a guy come at me a couple of weeks ago who wants to do a documentary and say like, oh, no yes you know? yeah who was it again some julian shamble or something no no that no prick. no no it's it, it's just uh kidding. um you know if you're gonna do that it has to be with somebody you trust and who's near and dear you know yeah. what i mean yeah, I would say the mistake I made in the first documentary I made was I got too close to our subjects. What was that? The kickball thing? The kickball documentary. Mm-hmm. And it, um, Ben, who was the director, I was the producer, Ben kept everyone at a little bit more arm's length. And I thought that was smarter because it may it allowed him to make better decisions in the editing room and how the film came together because he could be more objective. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, like, I had a guy say to me, well, we're going to, you know, do like awards and all and say, Hey, you know, fuck you. I don't know you. you <laughs> right. Know? Like, right. I want to show you my words. Fuck off. Right. 
you know. But um, it's not it's not you're just showing them, you're showing the whole world and you know, yeah. not, not you don't necessarily always want to put all that out there. No. We've t- you and I have talked about this before, so. Yeah, I've 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 just, you know, no. Right. <laughs> you know, I have got but we never going to do it. I, you know? I mean, I did film I'm probably at least a half a dozen days of filming with you in the studio yeah, when, when, and when we made a piece. Yeah. yeah. And uh um yeah, there's a lot. I have a lot of good footage of you, and I was I was thrilled because you're like I've never let anybody shoot me. Like I haven't. The difference was I liked you. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, um, you know, I, I, you know, a couple of people said, "Well, I can just make it right around you." It's like, no, you really won't. Yeah, nobody who's really close to me will say a fucking word to you. You know, right. You know, um, well, I mean, I, I mean, I've had people say to me, you know, this guy's wants to make it uh, a doc about me or a, about this subject, and I just, I, I don't want to participate. Right. Um, I'm just telling you, I would really like it if you didn't participate. And it's like, okay, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like, are they going to get the rights to your artwork? Are they get the rights to your no poetry, no. you know, like. And let me mm-hmm. tell you how litigious I am. Yeah. So I have yeah. two attorneys, and, right. and one of them is a guy named Joe Madone. He was an artist rights intellectual property uh, attorney. Right. And he will slap a fucking injunction on you so fast. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, no. I mean, you got to protect your, your your property, especially right. now. Right. You know, well, I think eventually the person, you know, that should do that might be sitting in the room with us. If you wanted to, yeah. you know. Um, if you wanted to, where is he? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's I think me, I think the skinny he, guy in the white I t-shirt. Think, I think he would much rather make films about something besides. I hope he does me. too. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh no, that's gonna. By happen. the way, he's he's written a, a a brilliant short piece that I swear I'm gonna go raise the money to make it. You know. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. It's uh, maybe we can ask somebody to give us the money. They just have to drop it to us, Venmo us the money. No. Guys, no, if you're listening now, start Venmoing now. No, it's just, no, it's just. Thousand dollar increments only. I, no. Will you send me the script? Oh, yeah, I will. I will send yeah. you, I'll send you all the scripts. I've written a bunch. It's but I want just to see the one, of, especially your dad's talking about. Well, he's, he loves this one because he's in it. Um, I love that the, one. I the love rest that, that one because I think it's brave. The rest and, that he's, oh, well, thank you. The rest that he's, Kind of in, or I have ideas for him to sort of be in, but not a main thing. And he likes, but he doesn't talk about as much as this one. But it's okay. I I, I don't blame him because this one's really good. So what? This what, is my gateway drug. He's, okay. ga- he's a gateway drug so addict. Are you going? I'm like, you should be making this now because I, with the strike going yeah. on, yeah. use non-union labor, make it now, and because people are right. going to be in um, six buddy, months, people are going to be dying buddy, for I'm, I'm union well, labor. I know I, you're union well, labor, I, but I was, there's plenty of independent un-union. As long I was waiting as long out as we sort of the SAG stuff I, a little bit. The SAG, the SAG thing. I didn't know if it would oh, be appropriate right, to saying. go I into to make SAG. a yeah. film, yeah. but apparently we're making good. SAG is making good headway. And they're actually, I hear, are not going to go through with the strike, or the strike is we'll going to end. Till, we'll be out till Christmas. SAG. Yeah. I I'm hearing so otherwise. WGA. I hope you're right. Yeah. I, so I basically, I just want to figure out what's going on with that, and I can, I mean, I can prepare this pretty. I wouldn't say easily. I don't think anything's easy about putting together a film, but I think. I I will have the I will have the sources to put it together uh, when it's time to go but cool. i think i think the sag thing once that sorts itself out it's going to be go time and it'll also, take me that long to raise the dough for it i don't know how long it would take the dough because there's a couple things where like there's a couple things where i'm debating do i need this or that so it's like you know like say there's a couple parts in a car right it's a lot of it yeah. takes place in a car yeah you're gonna like, need a sound guy. Do I yeah, rent absolutely. a yeah, yeah? Do I rent well, I mean, a do I rent me. a tow do I rent a tow truck to make things easier? Like you know, we love I, you, Nikki Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nikki Ray, baby. Well, I'm um, taking this one. Well, he's he's on strike. He maybe is on strike. Maybe, well, well, not, well, no. Anyway, he's not, right? we will he's pick not, this I up. He's good. We will pick this up on the next episode of the Max and Tony Show. Yeah, uh, Huey, we loved you. And Rest we in will peace to Huey Jordan. 
Fitzpatrick. He's just got a middle name. Uh, oh, he, he's been Huey Jordan. We could, okay. Well, we called him a lot of bulls. We called him Huey Jordan, Huey we Butler. We called him Joaquin, you know. Huey, Huey Noah was not. Huey, Joakim Huey was not a name, but okay. I kind of like it. I'll take it. All right. All uh, right. Kid, take us out. Okay, cool. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you guys for tuning in to our 101 episode. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer. Next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. We're also sponsored by Door 24. What's the address to that? 2124 North Damon. I was just checking to see if you oh, were you know. on top of your game there. Yeah, 2124 North Damon, that's right. Big shout out to the Parkwalk Productions. That's home of the Max and Tony Show. Chris Bat. And don't forget to check out the Dime Showroom. And we open a new show a week from Friday. At the July Dime Showroom 7th. and TF Projects, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Bop. So, Bop. The survey of American collage. Get Adventures in American collage. Bopped, you know, with all this art. And, uh,. If you want to catch up on old episodes, you, know, you can go to the maxandtonyshow.com. If you want to ask us burning questions, why don't you hop in our DMs on Instagram and just say, hey, I got a question. And it better not be perverted. You sick? You sickos. Okay. Uh, but tune in next time for our 102 episode. We're going to get some artists in here. We're going to have Paloma Treca and uh, Ray Borchers. Okay. And we're gonna, we're, we're gonna keep the Donald Trump stuff uh, at a minimum. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>